Hi and welcome back to the Be Well podcast. I'm your host Beth Husted and I am so pleased. This is a really this is a really personal one for me. This is my own yoga teacher and I would call her a well-being inspiration, Ellie. So welcome Ellie. Thank you. Hiya. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> you are my You're well-being I'm... inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, thanks for letting me come on. I'm really excited. No worries. So I wanted to do this podcast because I not only love Ellie's yoga classes, they are brilliant. She needs to get them online so that people listening to the podcast from around the country can can get them. But at the moment, they're just in sunny old Essex. But I not only love her yoga classes, and you've heard on this podcast before me talking about my non-negotiables, my yoga class once a week is on there as a non-negotiable. But I also think Ellie is really inspirational. Primarily, she doesn't come across as your typical yoga teacher. And in fact, she has these kind of these regular newsletters and she always makes you smile with her, her much more realistic view of the world. I don't want to be mean about yoga instructors, but they can tem- generally tend to be a bit of a breed and not real and human like Ellie. And that's what I really love about her. I think yoga can seem like something bendy, rich people do who like drink matcha and smoothies (laughs) and in actual fact Ellie makes every session about moving your body about grounding yourself about breathing and in actual fact it's less about bending and more about being present and I think that is incredibly hard most people really struggle with that and I've always struggled with that until I started going just over a year ago now so welcome Ellie I want you to tell us about yourself, how you got into yoga, why you're so passionate about it and, you know, passionate about this kind of holistic well-being approach. Thanks. Well, thank you for that amazing introduction. (laughs) And yeah, like you've been coming for over a year now. That's flown by, hasn't it? That's madness. But yeah, so obviously I won't go back into really big detail, but a long story short, go back 10 years ago, I started going to a gym. Well, I started going to a gym in school because I was uh, I was anorexic when I was 17. So uh, I hit like an all-time low, but I was in complete denial. Um, and I just wanted to burn calories. That was the thing, just burn, burn, burn. Used to count everything, etc. And then I had a car crash back in 2015 that stopped me from going to the gym. My pelvis came at a place by about two inches, I believe. And I'm pretty sure we've probably all been told this at some point in our life um, by either a doctor, a physio or someone. I got told by my doctor that I should, I'm putting up the two fingers here when you, as if you're doing quotes, try yoga. And I walked out there and obviously I couldn't drive at the time because I just had the crash. My car was a write off and I got on the bus and I just cried. I was like, there is no way. I'm going from doing deadlifts and running on the treadmill to sitting still and chanting because that's what I thought it was, which it is. <laughs> of course, but I felt it was literally I'd be sitting down and just chanting. That's what I thought I'd be doing. But I was determined to get back in the gym. So I just typed in YouTube. I just typed in yoga for beginners and uh, done a 15 minute class with, I still remember her name, actually. I think her name was Sarah online and um if you want my honest opinion I didn't like it I didn't like it it was so like it was so weird I thought I was like what am I doing on my hands and knees without and just trying to move my spine I don't I want to feel like that Ellie 
you want to read my spine? Why aren't I sweating? But then that night, I noticed that I used to have insomnia. Like, as you can probably imagine by now, I had everything wrong with me back then. I couldn't sleep, my pelvis out of place, anorexia, everything. And yeah, but I, I managed to sleep. I slept that night for the first time in a long time. And so I was like, I woke up in the morning and I was like, what happened? So I started to try it every day or every other day. And within two years, I knew I wanted to be a yoga teacher within two years. So it was quite a massive turnaround. I know two years may seem a bit of a while, but for me, I knew that it was something big because not only did I start to feel better physically, it was my mind. That was where I noticed to noticed it a lot but then obviously something happened when I was 21 in in the year 2015 when I had the car crash a lot of trauma happened as well so I won't go into that but a lot of trauma happened so along with everything else I fell into a deep depression and 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 of course like I saw anxiety depression and anxiety go hand in hand and so I wanted to know what was happening when I was practicing yoga what was going on in my body that was allowing me to feel calm that's what I wanted to know. And being the OCD girl I, girl I am, I was like, I want to find out. And um, here I am specialising in addiction and anxiety recovery, all about the nervous system. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. I, had, I didn't know any really of that information. So how incredible. What, what a journey. And thanks for being so open, though. Like that's, I don't think that's an a usual story for anybody to go through at all so that's really really unique to yourself but also you know it just goes to show how you can be at one end of the extreme of all those things that you were going through and then you started it was almost like your miracle cure was starting to do yoga with Sarah on YouTube so what a journey thank you so much for sharing that and that, I think that's really inspirational to be you know why why you're so passionate and how beneficial yoga can actually be but not just yoga I think it really is like you said it's that holistic piece isn't it that whole that whole approach so I'd said to you before when we were talking about this you coming on my podcast was if there was one thing you wanted the listeners to take away what would it be and I thought you might say breathing mindfulness downward dog whatever it is and you said no the vagus nerve so I think it's it'd be great if you can because I think we're going to call this podcast something like vagus I don't know but vagus is going to be the title because it's it was really I didn't even think about it as a thing so yeah tell us more about that oh I'd love to it's my favorite thing (laughs) it's my favorite thing to talk about so yeah the vagus nerve um I've actually got notes here that I've written down because there's so much so just to start off with, it starts from the frown, from where we frown, and it's one long nerve that goes all the way down to the pel- to the pelvic floor. And everything in between is affected, including the ears, the eyes, heart, everything. So there's three parts in it. So the first part is the signalling, and that's from the forehead to the throat, and that lets us know what's going on around and in our world. So if we have a tense jaw or raised eyebrows uh, without even realising it, it can send a signal or message to the part of the brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is the part of the brain that tells us we are in danger and that can run wild. 
so oh I need help like what's going on oh my oh my god and all stuff like that okay so if we teach ourselves to take notice of what our face is doing then already that's the start and the beginning to take charge of our emotions and ourselves so we can ask ourselves is everything okay well yes it is okay so relax the jaw then Ellie soften soften the eyes soften the frown yeah so stuff like that and we can do that just by a simple neck stretch and just rolling back the shoulders and realizing that everything is connected in uh, to each part of the vagus nerve and that all of it talks to one another it communicates so so the second part comes in with breathing as well and obviously the diaphragm the thoracic so when we feel anxious depressed lonely sad and that's all sin let's let's not make this a taboo we all feel these emotions especially leading up to the winter months as well it's just natural to feel like that because the sun releases the happy hormones um serotonin dopamine and in the winter we have less sun so that's when we quite often get them feelings so then we tend to close our hearts and obviously you may not you can't see me on the podcast but at the moment I'm rounding my shoulders and I'm like holding my heart yeah as if I'm looking down and I'm giving myself or I feel I feel ashamed yeah so it's that kind of feeling so then our chest becomes tight and when that happens we constrict our breath and it becomes very shallow so the breath is therefore unable to travel down into the diaphragm, which allows us to take long, deep inhales and exhales, which is how we literally hack our system and reset it. We can then reset the system during our yoga practice by poses such as cobra. So when we lay on our belly, you, these are poses that you may have seen online when we lay on our belly and you push the chest up with your hands. Some of you may have seen that. Or one of my favourites that we practice quite often in class is our Sufi grind. When you're in a seated position, you can do it on a chair as well. And you make simple circular motions with the torso. But when we come forward, you raise your chin. Because if we don't raise our chin, we're not stretching the vagus nerve. Yeah. But one that I've put online before, and I think, Beth, I think you've said that you've enjoyed this one, is the one that we do without foul is the two minute reset which we interlace the hands in front of the chest we reach the arms all the way up to the sky holding the breath in we turn over to one side exhale through the mouth inhale back through to center turn over towards the opposite side exhale through the mouth and that's something that i practice every single day without foul and when i say without foul i mean it's a two minute exercise that absolutely anyone can do and you can feel better and then the last bit is is the ventral and that's the organs below the diaphragm down to the pelvic floor so this is known as the very dark part where all of our biggest fears and anxieties and also our trauma lay and this means a lot of people physically cannot breathe below the diaphragm and this is often described as the people who will not again the quote fingers go there oh I'm not going to go there oh don't even go there you know stuff like that so when we're stressed and triggered that's a big word triggered the organs of the body are contracted into the fight or flight mode similar as the rest of the system as well yoga allows us 
to then hack the system and bring us back into our body. And that is exact, <laughs> but that is right. But that's exactly what it feels like. And that that piece you do, we, we talk about that sort of self-soothe and stuff in, in some of the sessions that I do. And we kind of try and just do sort of circles on our fingers, like on our palms to try and bring ourselves kind of self-soothe in our system. But that one with the hands above the head and twisting, I can't tell you how good that feels. It's it, it's okay, brilliant. I didn't, I've always thought it was useful purely just for stretching out, like the amount of stretch that you feel in your, particularly as a sedentary desk worker, the actual stretch feels amazing. But to know then that the side of the other side of it is that resetting piece, it makes so much more sense. And I should probably make sure that I do it every day. In fact, my husband's sitting downstairs and he's very stressed today. So I feel like I'm going to take this down. And I'm going to get him to sit down and do his hands in the air because and, and twist because I think that'll be absolutely brilliant. Thanks for that. And and I can see why you needed to write notes because that was a, a big journey. But it really does, like you say, it starts right at the very top and then goes all the way down to your insides. And, and that makes so much sense. It's the other amazing. thing that I wanted to touch on I, I mean I had so much I wanted to touch on and this is one of the, my most exciting podcasts to prepare for because I, you know we, I spend an hour and 15 minutes every week with Ellie and she actually at the end does this whole sound healing so like as a bowl and she moves it spins it round and round I can't I can't explain it to you I show try to show my husband when I come back the other day what it was like on a YouTube <laughs> you don't get the same thing through the through a television you need to be there but when we do it at the end we're just we've done the whole session of yoga and we just lay there and Ellie kind of gets us kind of really in a really relaxed state and then does this it's like a circle of your of the of the bowl but what she tells us to say as we're doing it and she says it all the way through like just focus on your breathing your mind's going to wander focus on your breathing and we say this mantra I'm here I am now I am present and she talks to you about the importance you place on breathing and being centered I actually say that to myself now when I'm going to sleep and my mind's wandering everywhere and you've got a million things that you're trying to think of and I try and take that just take that learning from yoga and just apply it and just say to yourself I'm here I'm now I'm present because weirdly you're focusing on something which is what your mind's trying to make race and focus on something so I'm focusing on that and I'm focusing on my breathing when I'm in that kind of I can't sleep space and it is really really helpful so Ellie tell us about why that sort of thing is why it's so important and and how could we kind of apply it to everyday life yeah sure and it is it is very very um, difficult to do I will admit that even even if you're an experienced yogi experienced meditation practitioner it's an everyday practice trying to still with the mind especially when we are bombarded with so much now so much in its ancient tradition time yoga was practiced outside in the middle of nature where you could quite literally still the mind that was what the aim aim was for is to bring the body obviously back to ourselves and then be able to sit and meditate and focus on essentially nothing it was to still the mind um but obviously now it's not as easy as that so yeah <laughs> so one of my most favorite quotes is uh and this is just from buddha so do not dwell in the past and do not dream of the future concentrate the mind on the present moment so again really simple but 
what how do we do that so when we meditate or for an example after we've practiced yoga and we've got the stagnant energy moving around the body now we've exhaled and cleansed the energetic body so now we're breathing in new and vital energy energy and releasing the old and stagnant energy that's kept us stuck so when i say the stagnant energy you can all you can always bring that back to the the ventral part of the vagus nerve that part in the lower belly and the lower spine where everything gets stuck and that we can't let go of well that's keeping that they're the thoughts that are going to haunt you when you're trying to meditate that's when the past trauma and everything else is going to come to service because it wants to be heard in order to heal we need to feel so when you say i am statement so i am statements are different from mantras mantras would be um om shanti 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 etc what I practice is affirmations in class, so I am statement. So to retrain and to create new, uh, new pathways in the mind. But by focusing on the breath and in meditation, it clears the mind in order for the new affirmations and the I am statements to then plant the seeds into your mind. And we do that with sound healing because sound healing can match the frequency to the affirmations if that makes sense it's very deep <laughs> and it can be quite hard to explain in a short amount of time but essentially that's what it is when we focus on the breath it can bring us into a state of deep relaxation where we're then able to plant new seeds and by repeating them affirmations eventually the mind's going to believe it i am here i am now i'm present and we do that all throughout the class as well, like in our warrior two, a, a very common yoga asana as well. Asana is posture, guys. Sorry, this yoga talk here. Um, <laughs> so warrior two, when again you you reach the arms left to right in a in in a standing posture, and even then I'll say like raise your back palm to protect us from our past, raise your front palm to protect you from uh, from our future, to remind us that we are always here in the present. This is our heart space now. And that's all it is. It's just to calm down the fluctuations of the mind and to realise that the present is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. I love it. Yeah, a bit deep. <laughs> not, do you know what? No, it's not because we're so, we spend all our lives being in that kind of stress cycle that we we trigger it from the minute we wake up to the to the minute we go to bed and we don't close it. We don't close the the phys physiological response we're having to everything that's going on around us. And this kind of thing, centering yourself, breathing, making yourself recognise that you are actually in the present is such a useful tool. It's deep, but it's, it's incredibly practical and incredibly beneficial, particularly with what people are going through in, the, in work at the moment. I can't tell you how many, there's, everybody's doing more than one job. Everybody's overwhelmed, everybody's busy, everybody's on all the time. And just the ability, I just find the one hour, hour and 15 minutes a week, is it's just almost as good as the therapy I've had, you know, in the past. When I've had therapy, it's, 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 as, it's as beneficial as that it's and it's good for the body but it's so good for the mind and the soul so it, what you're saying makes so much sense and even when you do that in in class like protect, protecting from the past and 
and stopping you worrying about the future. It, it makes so much sense. And I think if anybody listening to this can take away anything, you know, just the ability to be here and now, it can be really healthy and, and make a massive difference to how you can cope. Just an interesting fact that I find really hard to to believe that it's true, but obviously not because it's sad. But before COVID, so a negative bias is when is uh, so have you heard of the negative bias? So before COVID, the average negative bias was five to one. Since lockdown, I mean this is amazing, like this is incredible in a bad way. Then the average negative bias now is two hundred to one. And that's how important it is that we need to, we, it's not selfish and it's not, it's not a bad thing to take this time and admit that yoga's here as a tool and there's nothing wrong in practising yoga to help you along your way. We need to stop this taboo now that yoga, what you were saying at the beginning of the pod, podcast, is for rich, well-being, stuck-up people. It's not, it's everyone should do it. And also, even if you don't go to yoga in a class, go online. Even if you don't go to yoga at all, consider the being present piece. Even if you don't go to yoga, consider, you know, looking up Vegas nerve stretching to give yourself that opportunity every day. Like, you, we just want you to take take make one little lifestyle change um, from from today's podcast. Now, I. I've been trying to open my reading and not just read, you know, romance novels and, and crime books. And I decided to read The Secret. I'd heard so many good things about it and I bought it for my team. I've also got a book called High, The High Performance, like it was a podcast called The High, High Performance. And that was a really interesting one. And I've also just book, bought ultra processed foods for ultra, like ultra processed people, basically, all about ultra processed foods. But The Secret is the one that has, has made a big impact, I feel, on my life. It talks about manifesting. I have to say, the first time I did start manifesting, and I've got my, I'm just looking over because I always record my podcast in my bedroom, and I've got my book where I've written my manifestations down, which I thought was so fluffy. Like I thought it was just for like proper, it wasn't for me. But I thought, I'm going to try it. I've seen so many people talk about it. I wrote down, I'm going to win the lottery, and I won three lotteries the following week. Three. I won the... Essex Air Ambulance Lottery, I won the National Lottery and I won the Lucky Dip all within the following week. Yeah, because I'd put I was going to win the lottery. I then realised that I probably needed to be more specific with what I was manifesting because the lottery, it was only like 10 quid. So if I'd have put I won the jackpot, that's what I need to get more creative. Anyway, we talked we've talked about it before. There's something in the in the in the in the secret it says about the universe hears you and what you put out into the universe, it it will mould and bend and all that. And and I'm I'm not completely there yet, but I do believe that if you say something to yourself about what you want to achieve or your goals and you actually physically write them down, or I say I've written them down, but then before I go to sleep, I generally tend to kind of do that. I'm here, I'm now, I'm present as I go to sleep. I actually say the Lord's Prayer on repeat because I used to, when I lived in Thailand, every lunchtime I went to Buddhist uh, meditation every day but I had no idea what they was chanting so I could say the the noises that they were saying but I didn't know what they meant and in the end I thought I'm not Buddhist I mean I love this I love this meditation every day it's brilliant but I'm not Buddhist I'm Christian so then I thought I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer but for months every lunchtime I sat at peace breathing and saying the Lord's Prayer and so that is in my head now as something that 
relaxes my mind because I've I've associated like you were saying about the practice I, I associate the two I say that on repeat I relax but then I also once I've I've got this whole thing I have to go through <laughs> so I have to do I'm here I'm now I'm present then I do the Lord's Prayer three times I sound a bit OCD don't I and then I have to go through my how grateful I am so I go through my gratefulness list, three things I'm grateful that have happened in that day, things that have gone well, things I'm grateful for. I say all of those. And then I say my kind of aspirations and my goals. So I am kind, I am successful. Like, And I say all of those things. Sometimes I fall asleep before I finished in my head because it's such a lot to get through. Anyway, I've really found it beneficial. I think it helps me focus on on what sort of person I want to be, what I want to achieve. I don't think I'm necessarily manifesting. I think I'm setting a goal and focusing on it. It's not really the witchcraft that people might think it is. I do my gratitude list, etc. But you you talk about it a lot. You talk about writing things down, setting fire to them, all that sort of thing. So what's your idea about manifesting and kind of believing and that sort of thing? Yeah, well, first of all, I absolutely love, love what you do. That's beautiful. <laughs> that really good. And to be fair, what you just said, though, is manifest. I think, you know, when you go on TikTok now, Instagram, anything, it's it's become such a, I always compare it to yoga. It's be, it's almost become a trend to, you'll see, you'll see podcasts or you'll see YouTube that says, how to manifest your dream life and stuff like that, how to manifest a car. It's all about making space for what you want as well, you, what you want, but also what you put out, you get back. That's what I That's what I genuinely, genuinely believe. I mean, talking about the Lord's Prayer, obviously I was brought up Catholic. So I was, I think, I think I've been manifesting all my life as well because it's essentially asking for what you want, being grateful for it, and then it will show up. That's literally all it is. And of course, there's action as well. If you do want materialistic things, I'm not one of those people who do think you can manifest a portion. It will show up on the driveway next day. Because if that was the case, I would I would have had 25 portions by now. <laughs> I would have had 25 portions. Um, now, that is something that obviously it is on my go. I can't lie. I do love a Porsche. So yeah, going back to the Lord's Prayer, obviously Catholic, I I believe that I believe that I manifested my mum surviving cancer. I genuinely do believe that from the moment she was diagnosed, I started writing down in my journal every single night. And I do love writing, guys. I'm surprised my fingers still work, to be honest with you, because I, I write down so much. And from the moment she was diagnosed two years ago, from that day, I was writing down almost the same thing every night. Oh, my God, I'm so happy my mum's healed now. She's having the best life. She loves life. She's free from cancer. From the moment she was diagnosed, I was doing that. I didn't have one doubt in my mind every night that she wasn't going to make it. For me personally, I believe that is a manifestation that's coming to fruition because I know many people who didn't make it. And I believe that obviously the universe, God, I'm going to say God, I believe in God. But whatever you believe in, guys, if you do believe it's just a higher self, whatever, that's fine. I believe that God, the universe, done that for me. But what, what I was, like what I was saying earlier is that when we get into that deep relaxation, that deep meditative state, that theta state that comes with breathing, exercising, sound healing, 
the feeling you get in Shavasana after yoga practice, that is when the body and the mind is most calm, is most kind of free, shall we say. You may still get the odd thought, but then straight away repeat to yourself, I am blah, 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 and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. But don't forget, I think the best thing we can manifest is that people focus more on the on the materialistic side. Don't forget to manifest inner peace. Don't forget to manifest manifest health. Don't forget to manifest love. Those are the things that get you through life, and those are the things that are gonna help you feel grateful, feel good. Because when you feel good, you look good. When you feel good, life's good. When you feel good, good comes to you. That's what I believe anyway. Again, again, it may sound simple, but I do believe it's it's we're filled with energy, all clearing energy pathways. You'll hear me in class when I say, let's ground down into Mother Nature, connect with Father Sky, you know, surround myself in in the protective shield of light. You're protected now, you're protective. And, that, and nothing's going to get past you if you don't allow it to. If you don't want it, you can simply turn around and say, thank you. That's not what I'm looking for right now because I am love. I am light. I am divinely protected. That's manifestation right there. It's true. I mean, I've actually, uh, I said I've manifested about winning the lottery, but there were other things like I, <laughs> I sound really... <laughs> really materialistic I had that is the only physical thing the rest is like I feel comfortable confident my family are happy I'm a good mother there was a lot of other stuff there other than just (laughs) other than just winning the lottery that being said three times following week (laughs) I visualize I visualize myself driving a Porsche every night it's gonna happen (laughs) it's gonna happen even if, even if it's a test drive, one day in my life, I'm going to have a push. <laughs> 100%. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. But I think it's like you say, visualising it, believing it, writing it down. They're all brilliant techniques for achieving things anyway. Like they're really, really good tools. It's not going to be a bad thing to put those things in place. But that gratitude you said about grateful, I think the one of the best things that anybody can put in place is gratefulness. I, I bought all my team a gratefulness journal. I bought my daughter, I bought my husband. And at the, we, I mean, most people, some people say do it in the morning. I don't have time because I have to get up and get out to the gym straight away. But I, every night before I go to bed, think of three things that have happened that day that I'm grateful for. Just, and they don't have to be like, because my husband, the first time he did it, struggled. He went, well, nothing big's happened. I mean, that's the point. You're not meant to be waiting for a big thing to happen to be grateful. Think of the one thing that was lovely. He said, oh, well, you bought me that cup of tea and I didn't ask. That's it. I'm grateful for that that cup of tea. Or when I had that toast, it was just the perfect amount of butter and toast. And, and I loved it. Like that doesn't have to be huge. But if you can see, if you can have gratitude for the smallest things every day, then it makes you a be- like feel in a better place. And that all fits, doesn't it? Gratefulness, manifesting that whole way you're processing your thoughts and approaching life. Definitely. I agree. So yoga to me is the dedicated time to just heal my body my mind from that kind of everyday life it's my safe space but the techniques I learn in yoga 
because I've been to yoga classes before and they were about strength and headstands and back bends and all of this. And I've done those things in your class, but it's a different level of technique I learn in your yoga. They're there for my everyday life. Stretching's great, but the breathing, the being present. What I want you to kind of, I suppose, leave us on with really is thinking, what is yoga for? Do we need to go to classes? How do we even get started? Yoga? for me and what I genuine what, what I believe and that from the ancient techniques the Indian techniques the Hinduism it was designed and it was created so that we can self-regulate we can regulate our own bodies we can regulate our own system and become self-aware and know who we are so if someone comes up to you and says sorry this might be a bit extreme you're ugly no, that's a reflection of you. I'm not. I know. And it's been it's being able to turn around and stand firmly in, in yourself and say, OK, then that's up to you. I know I'm not because I'm aware of who I am. That's what I mostly believe it is. But the self-regulation, uh, the self-regulation is the number one thing that I think yoga is and self-awareness, self-regulation, self-awareness. It's the self. It's coming back to your true self. It's revealing the layers, revealing the layers that we've been. But I mean, bear in mind, when we're born, we're born with nothing. We're born as a being. And then from that age, straight away, we're wrapped and we're programmed into doing things a certain way, into believing a certain things that you should be this, you should be that, you should be that. And it's quite a, it's a challenge to suddenly go, no, Hannah, I don't want this. And then, obviously, this doesn't happen overnight, guys, by the way. You're not going to go to a yoga class and the next day, you know, reborn again. But you can, <laughs> you know, at the end of the class, this is when I say one yoga practice at a time, we can start again. And I do believe that as well. But it's self-regulating and become self-aware. It's coming back to who you're meant to be, who you are, your true self. So do we need to go to classes? How do we even get started? Obviously, being an in-person yoga teacher, I'm going to say, if you live in Essex, come to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in East London, Romford, anywhere, come to me. You can drive yeah. to me. However, yeah. obviously, of course, you don't need to go to a class. You can cut, you can do it online as well. The two things I would say to get started on is um, it is on my it is on my TikTok or Instagram, by the way. So I don't know if you did want to send people uh, this video but the the two minute hacking system that one when you interlace the hands so two minutes that takes two minutes and then three minutes of super grind a minute and a half in each direction that's also on my instagram and that as well uh, but they are the two things that are going to reset your system to start anew and Sufigrine also releases dopamine and serotonin and completely stretch the vagus nerve and also give the internal organs a massage. And voila, you can start anew that day. Voila, that is as simple as that. <laughs> that's a, a five-minute exercise or five-minute yoga, shall I say, yoga practice you can do in the morning before you go to work that's five minutes or in the evening if you don't have time but that's also I used to do that when I learned it I was still working in the office in Leytonstone and I used to be the only one in the office during lockdown and I used to I used to do it then but 
when they, when people were in the office, I used to take myself to a meeting room and do it there during lunchtime or whenever, because it's the equivalent. My colleague used to go out and have a fag break. Okay, so yeah. that's five minutes on a fag. I'm yeah. going to go to the meeting room and reset my system instead. If anybody, well, good. I think that's great. I, I was, we, we recommend kind of postural breaks through the day anyway for people that are at work. So, so that's what you can do. It, um, if anyone is looking for Ellie's Instagram, it is Yoga Flows with Ellie. That's that's the handle, and um, it's it is lovely. She posts lovely little motivational stories. She does all the different poses that would be beneficial for you. So Yoga Flows with Ellie is the Instagram for her. That's it for us. That's all we needed to to cover today. I mean, that we could we could have talked on and on and on, but um, Ellie has agreed that she's going to come back and do a webinar for us. So that's going to be hopefully in now May 2024 webinar, and she we we can do the Vegas move in real life. Um, yeah. so, which will be brilliant and you can participate in that session live with with Ellie in May I'm just confirming the dates um, now but that's that's when I think it'll be a good month because we've got mental health awareness week during that week and I think it's an incredibly valuable tool to help with mental health as well so I think it will, it will fit quite nicely during that week thank you so much for being one of my favourite guests Ellie don't tell the others but thank you so much for joining Oh, I loved it. You'll, after we do the Vegas nerve um, stretch, you'll be feeling so good you'll want to book a flight to Vegas. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining and thanks to our listeners and we will catch you on the next podcast. Bye.